Volume 4, Creepy Folklore, from all over the globe, here on the Colored Folklore Podcast. Episode 25, The Arctic Circle, Pacific Northwest, Wechuge. Once, very long ago, the world was a much different place. Spirits walked the earth. Humanity was in its infancy, and danger lurked around every single corner. Everywhere there were gigantic beasts that inhabited the land and would hunt, well, basically everything. These creatures were above and beyond the masters of their domain. They lived as humanity does today. From the wolverine, to the frog, to the beaver, these monoliths forced human beings to hide in caves, fear the dark, and live only scuttling between the shadows. The human animal provided little more than morsels of food and idle entertainment to the massive creatures that stalked all four corners of the globe. It was only after eons that a great warrior would emerge from near the top of the world, where the weather was always brutal, and ice and snow were ever-present. She had had enough of giant carnivores raining destruction upon her people and their village. Upon all villages, and she wanted to make a stand. However, her resilience was ahead of its time. Her people argued, we were made to cower in fear, not to stick up for ourselves. If you challenge the great beasts, you will not be long for this earth. With flames dancing behind her eyes, she snarled, I'd rather die with a bow and arrow in my hand than a claw and tooth in my back. The gods took notice of the bravest warrior and agreed she would become their avatar. Helping from the distant spirit realm to guide her along the way, these deities embedded her with the weapons, with the fortitude, with the cunning, and with the strength that she would need to battle creatures that were naturally gifted in all of these arenas to almost unfathomable levels. Thus prepared, the warrior traveled near and far, striking back at the apex predators and taking with her murmurs that the Weichuge were not unstoppable. Never staying too long in any one place, never approaching any one battle in the same fashion, the fearsome human slowly but surely turned a seemingly insurmountable situation on its head. Within the generation, the food chain had been upended, and the giant beasts were forced to run and hide. Suddenly, on the brink of extinction, these master hunters found that their prey was no longer afraid of them. The woman had inspired others. The humans were fighting back. And yet, it was at this point, the most crucial part of the hunt, that humanity committed a cardinal sin. The species allowed itself to get arrogant. Instead of pressing forward and exterminating the threat forever, people got cocky. Hunting was no longer for protection, 
it had become more of a sport. The Wechuge weren't feared as they once were. So, a giant beast may simply be wounded and instead of shown mercy, left maimed forever, hobbled and angered. A dangerous creature may be toyed with rather than eliminated. And after some time, the world forgot that these giant beasts ever existed and most certainly would not have respected the power these creatures once held. Nonetheless, the creatures did not go quietly into the night. The Wechuge were intelligent as they were powerful, conniving as they were strong, and the most powerful of them all had spirited themselves away to the underworld, adjacent to this new world owned by humans. The creatures seethed and plotted and would bide their time while relatively safe on another plane of existence, observing and studying their prey, as they always have. They managed ways to continue forward into the modern world, although with nowhere near the same level of power as they once held. Modern-day Wechuge are rumored to take many forms, the one thing is agreed. They are no longer giants. Some stories say the creatures are the equivalent of the largest, wildest animals currently roaming the land. Whether taking the form of an elk, or of an eagle, of a weasel, or of a wolf, these creatures may walk upright on two feet like a person, or roam the land on all four. They may have bushier hair, or fur that resembles armor, or the flesh may be dripping from their bones. However the creature may look, it will not hesitate to rip a human being to shreds. Modern Wechuge are thought to have a voracious appetite and will kill more humans than could ever hope to be fed upon. And the deeply cynical fear that it's the death and the chaos and the murder that is their true sustenance. That human flesh is simply a grisly means to an end, paying back the species that once threatened them with supernatural pain and suffering. Some stories say the Wechuge have found a way to look just like human beings. That once a human becomes too strong, they invite the spirit of the once feared, once insatiable rulers of the planet to take hold of their mortal form. When a human exhibits heightened levels of gluttony or lust, of anger or greed, a door is opened for that human to become possessed by the ancient demonic force. Even if a human were to openly flaunt the rules of society, they may unknowingly fall into the demon's trap. When a person becomes more animal than human, they invite the past to come flooding back in, which it does, and in deep measure. They develop a slight craving for human flesh, which crescendos into an incurable need to devour person after person in a never-ending cycle of cannibalistic desecration. At this point, even the body of the human-turned-wechuge begins to morph and to shift. Their eyes are said to enlarge, 
as does their teeth, and their limbs will grow slightly out of proportion. They become taller, their gait more nimble, their stare more vacant, their humanity less so. Finally, their internal organs are rearranged and slowly become encased in ice. This protection makes it virtually impossible to kill the possessed beast, as this ice must first be melted before the creature can truly die. From there, its head must be removed to ensure the demon will no longer command the vessel. This is why it is so important to walk through life with balance, with humility, with reverence and respect, both for one's past as well as for one's culture and society. For even a momentary slip might mean humanity's distant foe, the hunter extraordinaire, tracking human beings from across space and time, might come rushing back using the very mind, body, and spirit of its prey as a weapon against the species as a whole. And... According to the Athabascan-speaking people spread throughout northwestern North America, that is just one ancient curse thought to plague the unwitting, unbalanced souls of this land. Thank you for listening today. All elements used for today's show are in the show notes, alongside contact information for the show. Please have a wonderful day, and make sure to treat yourself and others with kindness. We implore you to please seek out, ingest, and preserve local and global indigenous folklore as much as you can. We truly look forward to seeing you next episode, and thanks again. Thanks again.